man is an island which can't be found right like no no nobody's an island that can just do everything on their own that's why we have the body of christ and so why do i think you know whatever model you want to call it small groups or micro church whatever you are wherever you are why do i think it's so important to just meet with other believers and get out there because you can't live the fullest without that Howdy, I'm Jason. And I'm Riley. And welcome to the Meet the McCallisters podcast. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about... The biblical truth that saved us years of mistakes. All right, this is it. Are you ready? Your relationship with God is not only you and Jesus. You know that country song that's like, me and Jesus got it all figured out. <laughs> you don't have it all figured out. <laughs> you and Jesus don't have it all figured out. You're a heretic. I'm just kidding. Not really. But seriously, we have this idea in American society that it's just me and Jesus. We just got our own thing. We got a good thing going. Mm -hmm. Got it all figured out. I don't need you. I don't need anybody else. I just need Jesus. Yeah. And I think that's a huge problem when you read scripture because you see the whole church acting as a body rather than just individuals acting in their relationship with yeah, God. Yeah. So why is this? Why do you think that this is such a problem? Maybe talk about our story and how that kind of became a really big problem for us in our walk. Yeah, so, well, most of you guys know that we were in a normal church setting, where, like, traditional church setting, pastor, we were youth pastors, all these things, and a lot of what was being preached was, you've got to have your own relationship with God, you've got to be making sure you're praying all the time, you've got to make sure you're reading by yourself, you've got to make sure that you're fueling yourself up at home so you can come here and pour into these people. But those people were not necessarily being told that. They were being told, you need to be coming to this church. And for us, that was a really huge thing of like, we were constantly ministering because we were being youth pastors and we were working and we were trying to you know work on our marriage. And so all of these things, we were running and running and running. And we were just like, this is exhausting. This is not what Jesus says when he says his yoke is light and his burden is easy, you know, all those things. And so for us, it's one of those things of like, we knew there was something missing. We knew there was more to this relationship with God and with the church and more that we saw in scripture. And we wanted that, but we just didn't understand how to get there. I remember so many times being done with service and thinking, I hate going to church. Like, Which is sad. It was so draining. I, and I just remember we were, you know, very newly married. And I was just like, I can't do this. Like, my marriage can't take this. I'm just miserable doing mm -hmm. this. And and I think that that is how a lot of ministers feel. They just, they just can't say that because they're they don't say it. and holy. And... If you feel that way, please reach out to us. Yes. Um, and I, I just remember getting to a point of almost being like, I think the people are the problem. Mm -hmm. When in reality, uh, the problem was That's I wasn't con wasn't really connecting with the people. Exactly, 100%. So what do you think the model should look like and how do you think we eliminate this running, running, running and being drained? Yeah, so I remember there was a couple that came to our church and I remember the first interaction I ever had with them is they told us that they were former heroin addicts and we're like, these are the last people we don't want to hang out with. <laughs> like what? But we started hanging out with them. Their testimony was amazing and they just kept telling us about this more that they had in church. Mm -hmm. And they would have people over in their house all the time or doing Bible study and just interacting. So we started going over, having dinner with them, reading through the scripture, worshiping together, praying together. Um, and I just remember being like, this is awesome. Like I feel filled, I'm getting way more from service. Yeah. And I just wanna take this to our church. I wanna take this to our services. And like, this is how we should look. And I remember that we were very quickly shut oh, down. No. No. <laughs> and, and so I just think that 
we have to look at a, our models and say, maybe they're like, how are we defining efficiency? Mm -hmm. Is efficiency, yes, we can get everybody packed into this building and one guy has to worry about teaching all of them and we'll hope that they catch it. Like, and I know that in our heart of hearts, you know, there are ministers who don't mean it that way, but I think it just inevitably becomes that way. And so I think a model that is focused less on coming to this building and just more on reaching one another and pouring into one another. I mean, you know, I don't want to beat the dead horse because we talk about it so much, but mm -hmm. really that was revolutionary to us when it became yeah. about connecting and living with this, these people. It just changed the way I lived my walk with Christ and I stopped hating church. And I was like, I love the church. Yeah, and I think too, like we see the Bible says that when we are one with one another, then the unbelievers will know that we are Christians and that God sent Jesus, his son, yeah, John to die chapter for 17. us. So like these things are very important. And in these traditional church models, we're not seeing that as much. I'm not saying we can't. I'm not saying that there's not a purpose and a reason for why we're doing that. I'm just saying it's not happening as much as it could be happening. And that sounds like an issue to me. We're bringing people in and saying, let's preach the gospel to them. When we, really, if we could live the gospel, if we could live like Jesus lived with his disciples, then maybe people would know that God sent his son, Jesus. You know, I think it's really hard for low church Protestants like us to wrap our heads around the fact that our relationship with God does involve the church. Mm -hmm. Like when we, a lot of people, when they read the Bible, they look at like the old and new Testament and they go, well, in the old Testament, there was this intermediary and we had to go through these priests and stuff. Well, in the new Testament, it just became about a direct link with me and Jesus. And while I think that there's truth to those statements, it's like, it was a direct link between not you and Jesus, but the church and Jesus. And Jesus. Yes, that is the main point. And people say, well, it's just uh, Jesus is our high priest and we can just go to Jesus. You're 100% correct. But Jesus says, "What? Well, who is he coming for? The bride of Christ. Mm. That's not just me. Okay. It says That's you're the body of Christ. The body of Christ. You're not a single cell. A body is not a single cell organism. So, like, we've got to have everyone coming together. And I think that even for high church people, that this is a huge issue because they are saying, well, I can just go to the priest and then the priest can go to the father. That's not, I mean, that, that is accurate. You can have intercessory. You can ask, hey, Jason, can you pray for me? Okay, that's true and cool. But we've also got to take that down and interact with the whole body of Christ. Everyone has to be yeah. using the things that God's given and, them. And I think that's a challenge no matter what type of service you have. 100%. If you're high church, if you're low church, if you're micro church, It's not comfortable. Whatever. It's not easy. It's difficult. Yeah. There are challenges. But it takes, you know, it takes a family. It takes every person saying we're not going to handle the status quo and listen whether you're doing micro church whether you're doing you're a catholic and you're going to catholic mass or a lutheran and going to lutheran services or a baptist right it doesn't matter where you are because all of these things humans are naturally sinful we're naturally we're going to go to the place of least resistance it takes conscious effort to get up every day and say i'm going to push the boundaries mm -hmm. i'm going to i'm going to go harder than i did the day before and grow closer with the body than i did the day before and that's got to be the focus right it can be really easy no matter where you're going to think that the church is the building in which you're in or the thing that you're doing yeah and not each other yeah so why do you think that this is the best model why do you think not necessarily micro church but why do you think interacting with the whole body of christ will help your relationship with god you know it's intuitive 
it, it, I don't even know how to explain it. Like imagine that your body is sick with cancer and you don't have white blood cells to fight off the disease. You're not an island. Uh, what's that really cheesy Christian song? No man is an island which can't be found, right? Like no, no, nobody's an island that can just do everything on their own. Yeah. The body of Christ has been graciously given to you so that it can fill your weak spots and lift you up and help you when you're hurting and help set the broken wound, right? Help heal those things and yeah. put oil on those things and soothe that, right? That's why we have the body of Christ. And so why do I think, you know, whatever model you want to call it, small groups or microchurch, whatever you are, wherever you are, why do I think it's so important to just meet with other believers and get out there? Because you can't live the fullest without that. Yeah. You have to have that because you have gaps, you have weaknesses and and God has graciously given you people to fill those weaknesses. Yeah, I think of the verse that says Jesus comes to give us life and life more abundantly, John, 11, or John 10, 10, where it talks about that. And it's like he came because he was giving us a church. He came to give us grace and mercy so that the church may be unified. Yeah, he came and gave us his body, right? Mm -hmm. Well, what his body is, yeah, his body on the cross, his flesh, right? But it's also the church. Yeah. So, hey, if you have found this content helpful, click the videos next.